0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Now, Lucian, before you say hello, I want to give you a glimpse into the future. Oh, sweet. Okay, the year is 2025. Wizards has bought D and D Beyond, Monty Cook Games, Co- Kobold Press. They're slowly absorbing every other tabletop RPG. Flash forward, the year is 2050. Mm-hmm. We have one RPG. It is Dungeons and Dragons, and and it it we we interface with it through some kind of virtual reality link in the back of our head. Uh, Johnny Monomic style, it's great.
1: Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. Now you're catching me. Yep.
0: And now all RPGs are D and D, and D and D is all RPGs. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh,
1: <laughs> Lucian, how are you doing? <laughs> that was our great to the future. Great. Let me add to that. W- Vocabulary-wise, that's kind of already happened, right? Everybody calls TRPGs D and D. Yeah. No matter what they played. so that works. And you missed the part in the very. It was. It was. Believable, except you missed one small part. It would have been Amazon presents, Amazon Dungeons, presents and Drugs, Dungeons and Dragons because Jeff Bezos buys yeah. all TTRPGs and combines yeah. them together.
0: Bought buys everything, so bought it's by be a Amazon billionaire. Everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you'll be like a Wall-E, where everybody's in those super ships and they have their own little remote control chairs uh-huh. and their fifty-ounce
0: pops. And in the summer, you go to Critical Role World. Which yeah. is a subsidiary of this. Mm-hmm. Uh no, so hi everybody. We're at <laughs> we're a DD Talk Show, uh talking about news. Corporate and, dystopia. Um this was the big news is that uh Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast Hasbro, acquired D D Beyond for like hundred and fifty some million. Uh, which uh is funny. A lot of people were talking about this because D Wizards hired uh I think it was called what was the the original company? I can't remember the name. Curse? Curse, thank you. The original company was Curse. And then I thought Curse got acquired by Twitch, Twitch slash Amazon. And then a company named Fandom bought them. And they bounced around a whole bunch. Uh, and so now it's like, well, we hired you to build this company and now we're going to buy that company for a lot more. So we're, mm-hmm. we paid you to build a company to then we're going to purchase. Sell it to us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of, that was the joke. But uh, mm-hmm. now everybody who thought they were the same company will are now correct. know that they are the same company because they weren't. <laughs> uh, this was really funny because a lot of people were like, oh, that's great news. And I'm going to, blanket statement it probably is great news um but there was a funny comic where people were like yeah wait is that good it, i don't know how we're supposed to feel about this do we do we not like this <laughs> so what was your thoughts on hasbro
1: acquiring dnd beyond um well it did you know it com- combated with the big news of this week that i thought was you know coachella started Oh, you know yeah. how big of a Coachella okay. fan I am. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, I thought it was, we have talked about this before, and we thought it was kind of a no-brainer that if they wanted a virtual tabletop, why wouldn't they grab D&D Beyond? Although it's not necessarily the VTT part, we had always heard rumors that they were working on that next besides just being a rules depository and a character depository yeah, that they were working goals, toward. I think D&D Beyond wants that. to
0: compete directly with Roll20 and Foundry. Yeah, um, They want to have an experience where it's all integrated, rather than I've got my D&D Beyond tab yeah. open, but I've got mm-hmm. my Albert Rudio virtual thing here. So
1: Yeah. And I think they need digital. T- we're in the digital age, and they're a bookseller. So at some point they have to embrace that digital age and we know they've slowly embraced PDFs and stuff online, but it hasn't been a full, you know, like we're going, we're going all PDFs. in, right? They've just you embraced know, D&D yeah. Beyond, but. Yeah, so I heard the rumor that I heard everybody, the, the people that want to be excited, were thinking, well, does that mean when we buy a book, we now can get a D&D Beyond code that has that info. So now I'm not buying it in two places right and i was thinking well i wouldn't go too far because corporate minds love to sell you things two or three times so don't get your hopes up too much but maybe maybe they will you know be benel- the benevolent the only thing enough. i could
0: think of is if you buy a digital book they'll give you a coupon for the physical but the other way around like for me to buy a physical book then they would have to have it Um, either boxed or saran wrapped or something to prevent people Mm -hmm. from opening the book. It's the same problem comics have where people go in and steal the codes from comics. And so it's like, well, well then we'll start sealing them up, but then I can't flip through the comic to see if I want that. Uh, And so I've, that's why they don't want to because they want people to casually flip through and be like, wow, I do need this. This adventure looks cool. So.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be one way. Like you said, I think what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to buy it on D and D beyond for the main the main price 59 bucks or whatever and they'll give you the coupon that's like almost a free coupon or even maybe a dollar or two to go pick up you know the actual physical copy somewhere or have amazon ship it to you but they won't do the book to electronic one just for the example you gave because there's no way to keep that code from somebody just briefly going through the book and looking at it and like Mm -hmm. oh here's a code right here i'll just take my phone and take a picture of that and take that home. And now I have the book. So they, they definitely don't want that. But I think the other way around, you're right. I think they could do it that way where, or like we were talking about the box sets where it's a sealed package. And the only way you're getting into the box set is once you bought it and opened it because you can't open the box set until then. And then I could also see maybe codes in there for something like that as a bonus to, hey, buy some of these box sets that we have because yeah. there's actually codes in there too.
0: You know, in Wizards has gone digital... In a lot of ways, uh, not with D&D, but like the Magic the Gathering, there are a lot of people that now solely play on online. And there's there's been a lot of talk with that community of like, if I buy a packet and I get the physical card, why can't I scan that and have it digitally as well? And Wizards is like... Or we could just sell you the card twice, which is what they've been doing. Um, and so I I feel like it's going to be, I'm going to sell it to you twice. But maybe if you buy this collector's edition box set, you'll get like two free adventures or something. Because that's what, mm-hmm. the, a lot of that happens too. Like you buy it and they're like, here's a free code for like a pack of magic cards on Magic the Gathering Arena.
1: Yeah. And they figured so. this out in the past because we went through the computer game age where all the computer games were in boxes on shelves in a game store and you'd go pick up your World of Warcraft and inside the World of Warcraft box was your code yeah so you, so you could use the software and then once you activated that code the code was dead after that so it wasn't like you could try to share it you know with somebody else mm-hmm. they, you know so they have the the technology's been devised they just have to either embrace it or not now they could be you know i get it company wants to make lots of money I have a digital version. It took us resources. It took people for us to hire to build those kinds of things, and we should be, you know, compensated for that stuff as a product. I get that if that's the route you're going to go, you know, just like I mean, the record companies have that same battle going on, right? You can't just, oh, I've got the record, so I must own all the MP3s of it. That they don't do that either. They're not they're as much.
0: Yeah, they they used to. Making I used to make money as anybody. I used yeah. to buy like a record or even a CD and it yeah. would come with like here, get it on this streaming platform, but not, not anymore. They, no, they they're really all about care. making money now. So. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up records. Cause that makes me think about it. Like a lot of people, yeah. they listen to music streaming or MP3s. I don't even think people really use MP3s anymore. It's just like, I stream it off of YouTube or Spotify or something like that. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, Like I don't, I haven't bought a record in forever, but the people uh-huh. that are buying like physical records are the ones that are collectors and it's kind yeah. of like the act of having it. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering now if owning the physical books for D D will kind of be like that but, but even sure. when we play at the table, we all flip open our d and d beyond and we play that it way. is still so. handy,
1: right It's not something that's useless. It is still something that can be useful at a at a table game yeah, it sure. can but
0: i I wonder like i i I'm actively becoming that person that collects RPGs and there's mm-hmm. a lot of books behind me that, uh i have I solely because i kind of just wanted it on my shelf you know yeah
1: yeah so. no intention of playing i just love the artwork i love yeah. the story i love reading
0: it somebody online was saying like <laughs> is it okay that i just read rpg books for fun i'm like that is 90 yeah. of my reading these days yeah. like <laughs> yeah i hope the answer so. is
1: yes is what so Jordan
0: uh about. do you think this is a good idea is this a good thing i guess
1: yeah i think so they were D and D Beyond was so tied to Dungeons and Dragons, it really couldn't be anything else. It would be hard, I think, in my mind, for them to break out and say, "Hey guys, we're all of a sudden doing Pathfinder," and "Hey guys, we're all of a sudden doing this other stuff," because it's called D and D Beyond, which would just be disingenuous if they were doing all the Monty Cook games or they were doing all the Modiphius games or whatever. Well, they also and I know they wanted to. Yeah, they were gonna.
0: Yeah, they acquired uh, that. Dragon they might give that Prince up, I wonder. Game. And I wonder if that stuck with fandom or if that was part of this deal as well. If they yeah. got all of that code and all of that stuff because they were building a, a virtual tabletop for yeah. um, that Dragon Prince game as well.
1: And I also wonder with Adam, who was the main guy over there for that, he left and went to Demiplane, which I know is in our notes. But I wonder if the timing of when he decided to move, I wonder if that's when the deal was getting talked about and, and I wa- yeah. I would love to ask him. I don't know if he would ever say it, but was he like, I want to be with a software that can work with lots of companies and lots of different games. And I see where we're going with Wizards of the Coast buys us. I can only do D&D stuff. I'm not going to be able to do no. probably other games. I'm going to go over to this other company that's kind of doing the same thing and head them up because he he leaves, which I assume was a really good job at that point d Beyond is moving up and up and up. They were not, like, on a slow decline or anything. And he just jumps and goes to a, you know, Demiplane who's unheard of. Well, he made that. Nobody company. knows what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So I so, wonder if that's what the decision was driven, though. No. No, I thought he joined Demiplane. Demiplane, he did not. I thought, he, was there. He
0: created it. Uh, oh, okay. So okay. I'm going to I, – I only know a little of this through, like, Twitter conversations and things like that. But uh, okay. basically – when fandom took over and you had Todd Kendrick left and stuff like that, yep. there was a lot of talk of expanding out to other RPGs. And I think Todd Kendrick left because he was like, well, I'm D&D or nothing. Goodbye. And they were like, oh, okay, well, then we'll get that somebody who will do sense. other things. Um, and that's when they got that Joe Star guy to come in. And he mm-hmm. started running a lot of their videos and stuff. Um, and Amy does a lot of the videos now as well. She's like mm-hmm. under Joe. Uh, but it's funny. They like talk about playing the long game. Cause then he got high anyway, but with Todd Kendrick specifically, um, the company became so big that those corporate overlords were like, well, this is how you run a company. And he's like, well, that's not how I run a company. I have my hands in everything <laughs> I <build> products. <laughs> um, and well, he, he really yeah. was like a hands-on guy. And I think it yeah. he didn't like that. It became so big because he didn't, he didn't get to, to, tinker and talk to people on an individual basis instead it was like here look at these reports and so I think that's why he left because he's like I don't want to do this anymore I want the small little company that I get to have my fingers and everything and I don't say that in a mean way but like he really no, wants yeah. to to massage and build the company up from the start and so then it was like well I'll, I'll just do what I did for d d for Pathfinder and everything else so
1: yeah yeah and I think it's a great idea because he's he they him and the team because obviously it's a team of people that put something like that together. D and D Beyond I think is a fantastic piece of software. It rarely is broken. It's usually up twenty four seven. It's usually super accurate when you're looking at it. You know, with very little problems building characters and such. So there's high quality. They've done a high quality website, a high quality piece of software. And if he's going and building another team that's going to do that same thing and Demiplane looks completely like high quality, yeah. well put out. It's I have too not much seen a lot like
0: in the early stages. Could I haven't be. been to their website in a
1: while. Yeah. But- and so, we'll talk about their announcement coming up, but yeah. I think it's great, and they and there needs to be competition. There needs to be a strong D D from Wizards of the Coast. I think there needs to be a strong Paizo and Pathfinder group because they'll drive each other and they'll they'll force each other to innovate. If there's always just the one, you you start to lose the the push that you need to get better. Because so, if you're the only one, you don't need to get better. You're the only so, one.
0: So uh, speaking of that and monopolies, uh, you are you really like roll twenty. You and use Roll20 for everything. I do. Um what if uh now that Wizards owns this and has their proprietary virtual tabletop experience or online everything, uh mm-hmm. what if all of a sudden the license doesn't renew with Roll20 and you lose yeah. all of your D&D stuff because they want you to rebuy it on uh D&D Beyond that they own? Yeah,
1: I could see it. I think that would be that would suck. That would be a move where I would probably criticize Wizards of the I Coast, would be really but- sad. But
0: I well, could understand. I don't understand. I, I think like that's it. just a
1: big move. <laughs> I wouldn't but, like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I see that. That's why I was making that joke earlier where like they're going to acquire yeah. this and they're going to acquire this and then they limit your options and all of a sudden you can only mm. play this way, you know? Yeah. Um. I and it might be great. It might be like, that's so it. cool. And I'm one of those people where I have, I don't have Roll20 or Foundry stuff. I, I mm-hmm. just exist here. But uh, with 6th edition coming around the corner, I think that they're gonna be like, well, you're gonna play here or nothing.
1: Yeah, I think there was a time when the company was like that, where if you tried to do anything, they would start to sue you if you were using their properties. They were very controlling on their property. And then it changed where everybody could use their property and they really didn't care too much. And then I think there's a cycle of it where it goes kind of back and forth, back and forth. So we could always go back to that You know, if you're even saying the word D&D in your Twitch show, they're going to shut you down and give you, you know, strikes that they could go back to that mentality. I don't think they're that mentality right now as a company, but it doesn't mean that they couldn't go back to it. You know, it doesn't mean that they won't because sometimes people get really crazy about um, information property or, you know, uh, intellectual Intellectual property. property, yeah. yeah. And they just they they go crazy and they see dollar signs and not you know just people's enjoyment. Or, and we've talked about hey, this before,
0: where like I I you you see wizards mm-hmm. and they're just like oh well you see the idea of like all these people like this actually segues great to kickstarters. But all of mm-hmm. these kickstarters where you're looking and you're like well we gave them that open game license and they're making yeah. a million all these five dollars. Meetings. We're getting none of that. <laughs> I'm getting none of that. I don't really like that. So mm-hmm. for sixth edition I think we're going to do XY and Z. Yeah. Um I I think it's a good uh, good thing overall. I just cautious about the future obviously. Um yeah. but talking with uh or or reading all of the stuff online, it seems like the majority of the people that are working at D&D Beyond are also excited about it because there's no longer this like lawyer uh wall that they have to fight through rather they're yeah. one company they can just go directly to people and be like how is this supposed to work can we do this and instead it's like well we got to wait for the lawyers to talk and there's a bunch of legal or fees and yeah
1: imagine the giant fear that you have that at one day wizards says we we have created our own and now we tell D beyond to cease and desist because we have our own yeah and you guys are using our name you guys are using all well, the and artwork, that's why they guys are you dragon so Prince. at any point they could have said we're done with you guys yeah. and working for that company. I would have been afraid that is this the week? Is this the month where they tell us to shut down yep. because we're solely comprised about doing stuff with their property yeah. and making no, money. Ev-
0: every year, year when they renew property. a contract, I'm sure those <laughs> yeah. employees were on.
1: So this is probably a good thing needles, for them. So. For sure. Oh, for the employees. It's a great thing. For the employees. Yeah, for sure. great thing. Yeah. Also um, they get raises too. Wizards, you're making enough money, give those people <laughs> give some Give those reasons. people a raise. They're
0: making you so much money. Uh that leads into our next piece of in- information called yeah. uh DND direct announcement. So Yes. I what the hell I'm is this? unfamiliar with this term direct, <laughs> but yeah. some a lot of people in our Discord were like, "Well, that's what Nintendo does. They call it the Nintendo Direct whatever." And it's literally just a Here's what we've got planned for the year, and it's Our funny. Yearly. I hear I hear Ted in my voice because he always oh, yeah. yells where he's like, "Why don't we know what books are coming out? And like, <laughs> why so is it angry. a mystery? And da da da." And he gets so <laughs> like hyped mad. up and angry. Um, <laughs> and this is exactly what Ted wants, where he's like, yeah. "They they will line out like here's what we've got planned for the next two mm-hmm. years. It's going to be awesome." Um,
1: That's what we're hoping.
0: I yeah, we'll see what it actually is. But the Nintendo Direct is. Pretty direct, from what I hear, and so I wonder if this is the same thing where they're like, you know, we've tried doing these like hype kind of mini cons and stuff, uh, but maybe we just need to be like here, and then here's let, the schedule. Let everybody here's the things that are celebrating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think it
1: works both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they could do both ways. Yeah, it's. I think this is just. Well, I'm. We'll see. This is going to happen Thursday, April twenty first, uh, at Which nine a.m. Next Pacific. week. Um, and so. I will be watching. Uh, I will I will I have a busy day at work that day, so I will be half listening. But will uh, be on. <laughs> I'm I yeah, I know Ted's gonna do like a live watch and react kind of thing. Oh, I was we like, should... Oh, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> we but should... I literally can't take that day off. That's can't the do problem. <laughs> <laughs> um because the day job, people, the day job. Uh so next yeah, next Saturday show we'll have a lot to talk about probably. Uh coincidentally, on the DMs Guild currently, there is a classic Dragonlance sale. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's some kind of like, yeah, we're like maybe generating hype, or maybe we're going to talk about Dragonlance. I don't know. Or it could be completely non-connected. But there's a Dragonlance sale happening right now in the DMs Guild.
1: I thought it was funny, too. Did you find that when you watched the announcement video, which was what, maybe 30 seconds? Oh, if it that. was super yeah, short. Was super short. It, it did a great job of telling nothing to somebody who doesn't – like me and you who are in this weekend, week out and searching for news whenever we could get it, we might be able to guess what this is. But if you had just stumbled across that 30-second thing or you'd given it to your wife and said, hey, what do you think of this? I imagine she would have looked at it and said, I don't know because they give you no information. They give you no well, indication. Of, we don't know if it's an event. We don't know if it's a book. We don't know if it's a – it's just like – a collage of moving pictures and then a date and that's it. It's like, yeah. it's yeah, just And nothing. maybe that's
0: the idea that we're supposed to know what a, what a company direct yeah. is.
1: Okay.
0: You know, like, and like I said, I didn't know that Nintendo did this and they called it Nintendo directs. So I was like, yeah. oh. um, but, that was built for fans. That was built for people who are already subscribed to YouTube and Twitter. Right, but
1: deliberately kept super vague. Like there was no information to glean from that. Not like they've done with, you know, here's a screenshot. Maybe you can see something in it or like some of the other teaser stuff they did. This had nothing to try to decipher or get a hint at. It was completely vague (laughs) of what they they were gonna do, which I thought was interesting. That's just a, you know, interesting choice that some people make. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Um that means we get good news just like this week is gonna be packed with news and then next week would be packed with news because so many things were hitting this week. It was crazy to see yeah, know, in the, different in the stuff overall going world, on.
0: There's lots of stuff going yeah. on in the tabletop world. Yeah. Um so we'll find out about direct uh d Direct next week. Mm-hmm. Um I I think spelljammer, like you, you talk about that 30 spell second clip jammer, jammer. or clip, and we were we were looking at it. There is a screenplay on the desk very quickly that says untitled Dungeons and Dragons movie by uh, the two people that wrote it, John or Francis Daly, hmm, forget his name, John Francis Daly, uh, and somebody else, the the guy from Freaks and Geeks, like helped write this oh. book, this screenplay. Um, and we know that's been in production, Chris Pine's in it and a bunch of other people. So I bet they'll have like information on that. Uh, that there the was Joe the Magnet- miniature Magnet? giant space hamster holding a D20, like a little plushie um <laughs> and some new character sheets uh they were character sheets but they were like they were d d character sheets um but if you look at them closely they're not the ones that are in the back of the player's handbook so a new style of sheet for a new style of play we'll see
1: what if this is the new name of sixth edition d d direct just like they did d d uh, next or they did what were we D&D... Calling it
0: a couple days de- a couple weeks ago it was uh not D and D next it was D and D ultimate or evolution D and D evolution oh, is yeah. what a couple of websites have adopted to call it. But I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Lots of hypotheticals. <laughs> and I mean, there's so excited. many YouTubers making videos on this, oh, trying to yeah. be like on top of the news. Uh, I think Ted out did them all with like literally seconds afterwards. He talked about it, but, uh, yeah, this and the Hasbro acquiring D and beyond. So go check all those out if you want more information. <laughs> um, this was interesting to me. I know that there was a Dark Souls RPG in the works. Mm-hmm. I, this is where I wanted to talk about the Dark Souls RPG. It just came out. Okay. It's got a lot of rules errors, um, where it, it tells you one thing. And then later on in the book, it has a counter to that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and this is one, something where I'm like, wh- what, happens when RPGs get popular and franchises are popular and everyone's like, let's combine these to make a million dollars or have a really successful Kickstarter. But the people in it don't really care about building a quality game. So the math doesn't work out. And we've seen this with like video games, like, oh, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make Superman's popular. We're gonna make Superman for the Nintendo 64 and it's gonna be the worst game. I'm gonna, E.T.'s popular. Let's make E.T. for the Atari. (laughs) It's gonna be the worst game. So we've seen this happen with other genres. Uh, or other mediums. It's happening with this one. And it's happened with RPGs, but not, uh, this is, Dark Souls is a big property, I think. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be so cool. But uh, there's now a community on Reddit that is trying to-
1: Oh, on Reddit? Re-
0: they're trying to fix it. They're basically taking it and rewording uh, it and rewriting it to make it playable. And I think that's so sad that the community is doing that when I'm like, you guys could have just made your own system without yeah. any of this and played in Dark Souls. But instead, they're trying to... A lot of, lot of upset uh, Kickstarter backers, I think. Um, mm-hmm. If it was a Kickstarter. I it was under the impression that it was. There's
1: but. there's a weird... I forget what the word is. Um, but there's this weird fascination in the last six months with Dark Souls, obviously pushed by Elden Ring, obviously yeah. pushed by the U2 algorithm, pushing a million Elden Ring videos on everybody cuz every YouTuber and their brother was doing an Elden Ring video which is a dark soul you know so it's like it makes sense there was going to be an RPG or somebody was going to try to build one from it but it just it i kind of laugh about it a little bit just because I don't know why they, it's so popular like it's it's one of those things where i see lo- lots of people love it and yet i don't and i can't get it so i kind of feel like i'm on the you're out of touch with the, youth of I, don't the <laughs> I don't get it i don't get why they're so in love with this game why they think it's the greatest thing in the world why it needs as much attention as it does and yeah. reddit is huge on dark souls you know <laughs> i think
0: because dark souls started uh, i don't a, get it a new genre and we haven't had a new genre in gaming in computer gaming in a long time. And I would like, let's, let's equate it to, uh, well, maybe board games is the wrong thing, but like, if I came to you with like an RPG that you're like, wow, I'm doing the same thing. I'm rolling dice, but this feels completely different from every other RPG I've ever played in a good way that makes you excited about it. Um, I wonder if that could be a similar experience, but, uh, you're right. Like the the people that fell in love with Dark Souls loved it, but I think it's because it became its own genre in a way. Um, so yeah, but it that's reminds me. I don't me know. Of, that's not well, something I was planning on talking about. And I have. Wouldn't uh, yeah. Wouldn't the Dark
1: Souls TTRPG just be OSR? I mean, isn't the the thing behind well, yeah, Dark Souls yeah. supposed to be it's hard and that's what makes it the the game for gamers and not people who are non gamers can't play this because it's hard. That's the whole mentality behind. The Dark Soul community. Well, In a way, that yeah, be... where it's get good, that
0: kind of <laughs> yeah, idea. Get yeah. good. You, um, you're just wrong. Our, which is funny because like I saw the Smash Brothers. I saw a funny tweet about Community. Dark Souls where they were like, maybe all the people complaining about the Dark Souls tabletop role-playing game just need to get good. Get and good. it was that same joke of like <laughs> you've been telling us that for years and now yeah. I just have blatantly the system's broken. So Maybe
1: the system isn't broken, it's it just is. hard. It's very broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh That's so awesome.
0: I don't know. I uh you know with the Avatar well, RPG coming out pretty soon, I, I wonder question, if though. this is going to have a similar effect where everyone's like, I want to play an RPG with this Avatar franchise. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that they'll treat it a little bit better because uh Magpie Games is pretty good. They're good. They're like good. they're not they're not dumb.
1: And they've and already I, released yeah. the rule set and they're always getting feedback right they, now. Yeah. So I fact.
0: think that one's going to be okay. But it's that same idea. Like what if you did this? Yeah. You know? What if a company said, hey, we want to make you know, we got this new Matrix movie coming out. I, Pokemon, Nintendo hires someone to do a Pokemon RPG, and it just falls flat on its face. Yeah, I could see this happening more and more, especially with these million dollar Kickstarter after million dollar Kickstarters. So yeah,
1: well, and everybody wants to do one. I mean, we had Wendy's throw yeah. out a TTRPG yeah. a year ago or two years ago,
0: it's getting and real everybody popular. jumped
1: on that. About look at the you know everybody jumping on the bandwagon. But I had a question about the Dark Souls. What's the dice system they're using, and who's the company that built it? Did they go out to a TTRPG company, or is this built by the people who wrote Dark Souls, the game? No.
0: Well, it's it was published by Steamforged Games. They're from the UK. I don't know them very
1: well, um, right. but it. So they hired a, a company, a game company, a or TTRPG. Or acquired
0: the license to build this. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, but it's officially licensed, uh, 20
1: D sixes.
0: I'm not, I don't know. I don't know anything oh, about I it. Wonder. I I'm not interested in, in dark. Souls, yeah, so well, I, I, would,
1: I don't even want to play the, yeah, the, the, it's a the
0: 500 page game. rule book. Uh, that's all I have, but it's got spelling mistakes. It's got a bunch of other things, <laughs> stuff that contradicts other things. There's yeah, maybe they just need a, a good huge editor. Reddit community. That's trying to figure out like how to do that. Uh, there are people that yeah. This guy says I feel cheated because I spent a hundred dollars on a collection collector's edition of this book, and uh. and you flip through it and there's spelling mistakes. Like I would be so upset, you know. That's sad. Like that. Like like you love this so much that you're getting the collector's edition and it's just like a big slap in the face, you know.
1: Well, just keep it so. because in 50 years, they'll put out the corrected books and most people have those and you'll be able to sell it on whatever they call eBay in 50 years and say, look, I still have the ones where all the errors were yeah, and that makes it more valuable than the ones that are normal. So yeah. maybe if you just hold on to it long enough, you'll get your money. It.
0: So <laughs> it looks like they, they just have Dark Souls. I'm on their website now and they have, they have a Horizon Zero Dawn board game um resident evil board game nino kuni board game and then a so dark souls games. card game Anything. dark souls board game dark souls the role-playing game so okay. they they make games but
1: does it tell what the dice system is
0: uh oh i guess i could look reading the You're so interested I just in this dice oh i always wonder what
1: who's doing what. is everybody leaning back towards d20 systems or people going to d6 systems pool systems something else it might 20s. be a little
0: telling that it's not like ex- right there, like how listed. Do I play? It's not even a yeah. main
1: mechanic. Here's how. Okay.
0: Not seeing anything. about All right, well maybe it. It somebody in chat there. who
1: bought it can tell us what's the dice system they're using.
0: Yeah. What's in the man? I just see key features: horror, adventure, tactical combat, 500 pages.
1: And you can't do horror like, in tabletop. But what no do I roll? Anyways.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. There's not even a picture of dice on the website. Like.
1: Yeah. And what are the mechanics, really? Isn't Dark Souls just dodge, dodge, <laughs> counter-attack, <laughs> dodge, dodge, dodge
0: counterattack, dodge, dodge,
1: counterattack, dodge, dodge, counterattack.
0: You're being, dodge, you're being counter-attack. too negative about I this. Come on, I am. come on.
1: I'm gonna get the Redditors after us here pretty soon. We're gonna get Reddit bombed. Uh, Let's go on to more interesting, like the absolute, the one thing that I thought made my week even more than, I, know, I guess I don't really care about d d Beyond. You probably cared about it more because you have more stuff purchased. On D&D I do. Yeah, I have a little bit, but not like not like some people where they bought every single thing. Um, but this next piece of news,
0: Demiplane, is that what you talking about? Yeah. Yes. So Demi Plane has, which is the Adam. All um, oh, right, space's last name. We just said
1: it earlier. Adam Branford. It's no? in my Brad, Bradford Branford.
0: Anyway, Adam, like from, <laughs> Adam from Adam uh, from D and D Beyond who left he joined demiplane somebody in chat uh corrected me he did not found demiplane he joined it so um, ah, you were vindicated. you were correct uh they Thank just you, a, they just teamed up with marvel for the marvel multiverse role playing game nexus it's a 3d6 system i know nothing about this um is this an older system that they are like breathing breath new life into or is oh, this a brand know that. new i haven't
1: Marvel From what system. I've seen, I feel like it's a new system, but it, they, I could, they have, I didn't see anything that said it was a new system being revamped, but I guess it could be. Um, they put the, you can do a pre-order now. And if you do a pre-order, you can download the rules, their temporary rules or their okay. play test rules, which I haven't quite done yet because it goes live next week when the Nexus goes up. And I'm gonna do it next week when the Nexus goes up. Um, because I'm super interested. I'm super interested in a cool Marvel. It's the thing weird. that I the, like. The game is called
0: Nexus. It's Marvel Multiverse Role Playing Game. Yeah. Nexus, and and so
1: I'm. It's kind of a weird title, but. Uh, yeah. One of the things yeah. in the blurbs I saw that I, I believe, if this is true, this is why it makes me excited. If it's true, is that you can create your own character. A lot of these. TTRPG or games that are made off of Marvel kind mm-hmm. of force you to play Marvel characters. They yeah. always go that route and it makes kind of sense. Cause there's, you know, 500 Marvel characters to choose from. And, you know, there's. But I want to be Dr. Jorfton, master it'd be of cool the mystic arts, to be running to around with Dr. Strange <laughs> and meeting Spider-Man and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that's what it is. I think there is an ability to do that in the game. And if that is true, then this will be a TTRPG See, I'm going to love.
0: Here's how you sure. do it, Dark Souls RPG people. Because I am not even <laughs> on their, their, like, I'm not even on the Marvel website, and I have pictures <laughs> that are just like, here are the core mechanics, and explains how it works, and it's a 3D6 system, and you do this to get, the, the narrator <laughs> will give you this, now I know how to play, thank you. Yeah. Um, I do like that, because uh, our Earth is Earth 616, if I'm correct. And if you roll a 616 on the 3D6, that's like a super critical. And I thought yeah. that was clever. So.
1: And that used to be the zip, the area code for phones here in Michigan, the oh, west side of Michigan. Funny. They just split it off. We, are, I am now, Michigan was us. just one, 616. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Now 616 is the middle and so. east side of the state. So but I'm still going to claim it in Michigan. So
0: 616. 616-867. Um, yeah, all those
1: numbers. 86753099 There
0: we go, that was it. Yeah. Um this looks cool. I mean, it's got Marvel art. Like if you want to play superheroes, there's lots of options out there, but uh this is do. the official one, so we'll see. Yeah. Um and I know how you like your your tabletop. Uh yeah. And
1: I would love stuff. to even even if you wanted to play VTTs. a character or you want to create your own Jordan. I can mm-hmm. think of a million fun, cool storylines because I know so much about this Marvel world from reading comics over the year. I mean, we could run X-Men stuff. We could run Avengers stuff. We could run, you know, uh, Secret Wars stuff. We, I mean, there's so many cool things that you can run. And I already have that knowledge that I don't have to get the book and then get acquire that knowledge. Yeah. I can use all that, which my wife would call useless knowledge I have in my head of the Marvel Universe and be able to say, Jordan, are you ready for Thursday night? Because guess what? You're going to infiltrate aim base. That are you ready? Cool.
0: <laughs> that, would be, that would be fun because that's a world that I love, but I don't know as much as you. And so yeah. Aww, it's kind right. of like how I have friends that are like, I will never run the Forgotten Realms for Jordan. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of like sad, but I totally understand it. Yeah. I want to backtrack. Uh, apparently Nexus is the... Demi plane add on word. So when they add nexus, it's they that, create nexus. That's right? their yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it. That's so, what I've okay. Because yeah, we're gonna have wondering. the Pathfinder near nexus, the World of Darkness nexus, and the Free League yeah. Publishing nexus, which is Tales from the Loop and yep. uh, Forbidden. And Moran, I'm
1: still so. super excited for the Pathfinder character nexus to, to start because yeah. that's the 2e version. And when I can start ramping out 2e characters left and right, I know I'm gonna want to start playing that. So that's what I love about. The idea that we're getting this and we're getting it and they also teamed up with um that's not the only nexus they announced they had announced just previously i think they're doing free league games or stuff. i just games. said free league yeah oh sorry sorry i was i was <laughs> so thinking world of, of darkness yeah, yeah. which is the vampire stuff there you go
0: pathfinder and free yeah. league those are the big ones and this is the other big one so yeah
1: very cool. So they're they're moving in a in a way that has me super excited. But they
0: don't have the, you know, you can announce all of this, but until I get those tools and I don't have That's those true. tools yet. So,
1: but maybe Invisible yeah. Sun will be on there? Invisible I doubt. Sun Nexus? I don't uh, I want Money Cook Money Cook to do. Nexus? I would love a Monty <laughs> Cook Nexus. <laughs> See? Invisible Sun needs See? You start online the OSRX so. Nexus? No. DCC Nexus? Now. Mm, I mean, that could be fun.
0: actually uh goodman games has been selling and producing a lot of great content for um foundry Mm -hmm. and i was i'm very curious to try foundry and i was gonna buy some of the dungeon crawl classic stuff because yeah yeah I, i anyway long story short i think uh Uh, They they, they have now embraced the virtual tabletop where I think for a while Goodman games was like, what's this streaming stuff? And they didn't really buy into it. And now it's like tables, people, (laughs) people do this. It sells games. So, uh, but all of the beautiful maps that they make, they've imported into foundry. So you can like, yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: And I've heard, I've seen a lot of show fans were talking even just this week about foundry and using it and moving to it. So it's definitely one of those one VTTs that's kind of up on the rise Whereas you have like the Roll20s and the um, the one that you buy off of Steam. Um, Fantasy Grounds? Fantasy Grounds, and, yeah. Uh, I and think that's so, what I'm thinking Foundry of when is I the say one Foundry.
0: I've been hearing. I think I'm thinking of Fantasy Grounds, so I apologize. That's yeah, I I've been hearing
1: Foundry that. a lot more, which I think is a yeah. newer one. And I've seen some other ones out there, which are cool. So I, I've been keen to kind of look at some of these other ones and see what they bring to the table. Because Roll20 has the thing I like, but these other ones are starting to innovate and starting to try and challenge them, so they may be yeah. something I would want to switch to because you know, their tools are better. That could
0: be fun. Like, I know Matt Colville likes Fantasy Grounds, and I didn't like he it when it. I tried I it, didn't. but the software is always getting better, arguably, mm-hmm. you could say that. Um, that could be a fun stream where we just, like, figure it out together. Uh, maybe do a DCC game. Uh, Dying Earth, Dungeon Crawl Classics, everyone take a drink. Dungeon Crawl Classics, Dying Earth is the preview pdfs are out which is all the backers get preview pdfs to read through and then submit typos uh or like rules errors
1: which it I've
0: never seen another company do this <laughs> and it surprised me when when Goodman Games did it the first Kickstarter I backed to theirs so I'm like really you're just giving me the like it it's early but their stuff is so good like mm-hmm. uh when the DCC annual came out I fixed something, like I submitted one and I was just like, I think that the wording here is incorrect and it was changed. So you, I, it's such a personal thing of like, I helped make this better, even though you're really doing free QA for them, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but if you love the, the But stuff, I love games, yeah. so I'm
1: willing to do that.
0: <laughs> so uh, it looks good. And Lex yeah. and I have been talking about Dying Earth and he's gonna try and run a Dying Earth game uh, mm-hmm. for a stream. And uh, I've, I've, I'm like, nice. i like, I want to play a VAT person, somebody grown in a VAT, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. <laughs> that looks really good. I, oh, I don't, I've not heard anything about like, don't put these, don't make videos about this stuff. So I haven't made any videos, but I've really wanted to. Um, <laughs> I don't feel prevented, but I still feel like I shouldn't until it's actually released, so. Right, right. Uh, but speaking of Kickstarters, Uh, our good friends, MCDM, uh, uh, and friends have Mm -hmm. made their long awaited, long talked about monster book, um, called flea mortals. Have you, have you backed this? What's going on with, are you excited about this?
1: Um, I am simply because I love their design philosophy. I love that he has James and Trosco embedded in what they're doing they have good people is so good that really think about fun mechanics and really think about what's fun and but how to do stuff different than what's before nothing's nothing's thrown off the table i think with matt like if you come to the table and say matt man there was this one mechanic in fourth edition that i love and i want to talk to you about it he's the guy that's willing to say okay let's hear it out Let's. Is it a fun mechanic? Yeah. Is it going to work? Let's do it. Can you it's make never Matt this, say oh, that's
0: dope as hell? He's that like, "That was then three point five. <laughs> We're
1: not doing any of those mechanics." Yeah. Where you know he, he's he's open to: Is it fun? Is it cool? Is it adding value? Then let's do it because it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> if it has the cool factor. So, so I, that's what I love about. Yeah, it.
0: Yeah. So his monster book, he he says in his video that they want to go a action oriented approach, which I'm yeah. not completely familiar with he's using that as a term that I should be familiar with and I'm not entirely familiar but looking at the preview pdfs that they gave out it's Mm -hmm. here's a bunch of goblins and so they are it is a it is an odd book because it's not new monsters it's goblins and zombies and skeletons things that we're already familiar with that we already have but, but imagined in different ways to the sense of like, here's yeah. a goblin archer and a goblin archer is going to behave different from this guy. And here's a goblin like tank. And here's a, a yeah. zombie that uh, explodes. And so I was thinking of all of the different type of zombies in the left for dead game series. And I was exactly. like, Oh, like you're right. We don't have like, here's yeah. a horde of zombies. When you say a horde of zombies, you actually have these eight different types of zombies that keep the players <laughs> on their toes. Um, one criticism I heard is that there is a DMs Guild, uh, set of books called the Monster Manual Expanded, and they've made three different versions, one, two, and three. And people were saying that it, what Matt is doing has already been done with this guy. And so it, it is new art, and it's Matt's approach on it, and the Kickstarter's already over a million, so I think it's going to be fine. He's uh, hes not hurting or anything. But mm-hmm. it was interesting how... uh a lot of criticism people were saying that Matt presented it like nobody's thought of doing this. Uh, when it's like, Well, this guy's already made three books, you know, based on that that type of architecture. So mm-hmm. uh I'm curious. Uh it's funny, I don't feel like I need to back it because I know um I'm I'm kinda waiting for my last Matt Coville Kickstarter to fulfill. And this one I'm like, well, whenever they get it out and going, you'll be able to buy it later. So
1: uh, yeah, and Kickstarters are in free fall again, yeah. because once again, China's in lockdown. And yeah. I was just reading um, one of the notes I got from one of my other Kickstarters I've been waiting on. They were talking about, it was the uh, it was the Avatar one. Okay, And they were saying, we've looked everywhere in the US to have our books printed here. There's not enough paper and trees to do it. <laughs> they had to go to China. There's not enough product to print the number of books they need. The only one that could supply the raw materials to print the books was China, so they had to go there, which is going to cause a problem with shipping and delays and all that stuff. Yeah, there's just nobody with the capacity to do some of these large. Or those people are
0: already tied stuff. up? Because you yeah. say like, hey, Mike, my- they're already doing other. Yeah, picture. like yeah, my yeah, my company's at full capacity. I'm already printing books for the next year, yeah. so you can get on the wait list. Yeah, but if you want this done now, it's like hey, yeah, I'm yeah. doing
1: paperbacks for the New York, you know, Times. Book list, or I'm doing, you know, yeah. stuff for libraries, or I'm doing textbooks for schools, or whatever. It, it's, you know.
0: So I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's a, it's interesting. PDFs are are out, so that's good. But yeah, um, I'm
1: excited yeah. because I, I really think they they take design and game design very seriously. And even if there's somebody that has something that has reimagined goblins, I don't, I don't see that. That's like saying, well. The Goodman Games book, which reimagines some regular monsters, too, they all of a sudden own, you know, they're the only ones that should do it, or we should just go buy that book and nobody else should do it. No,
0: you're right, and everybody is entitled to do this. I think the idea with 5G... Jetpack
1: 7 put out their version of cool monsters with cool abilities and things that aren't necessarily...
0: Well, I think it's the idea that, you know, Jetpack 7 or Kobold Press, they've made Mm -hmm. these other monster books, but it's usually like, here's a... I don't know you've 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 have or you've seen hags now we have a desert hag or we have an ice hag like they make these weird ones where uh this book that matt's trying to make is straight up you know here's just the goblins like you could either use goblins here or you could use goblins here and our goblins have more like umph to them you know uh there's there's nothing stopping anyone and every edition of the game has a reimagining of these base monsters there's always going to be goblins and unicorns and kobolds and owlbears and things like that so uh yeah i think i think it's cool um and we'll see how it comes out the art looks really awesome and but yeah it it does feel like a fourth edition kind of approach to it but i know matt likes the tacticalness of that and it helps the the reader the the dungeon master to look at that and say oh that's how this monster is supposed to be played so yeah. I'm gonna position my goblin archers in the back, and I know that's kind of a bad example because you're like goblin archers. Well, they should be in the back, but the way he explained the tactics, there's a benefit for. There's it, you know you're like okay this is how they would do, and it, like the monster behavior kind of is like that. So yeah, I, yeah,
1: the I one know. I read was there's a spider, giant spider, that can charge into the middle of the group, and off the back of the spider like 10 or 15 goblins can jump off. Yeah. And one of those goblins is like a goblin queen and she can call more as one of their abilities throughout the rounds. Yeah. So when I, when I read that word, like you said, action, what I interpreted that is he's looking at encounters using action economy and, in, and in increasing that to match what players can do right players have a million things they can do action economy wise if you just throw a goblin out of the monster manual at them there's not really anything there action economy wise that they can kind of do they've got the one ability of you know they can they can disengage free basically and not be targeted opportunity but i think that's the only thing the regular goblin got yeah in the monster manual and you just move right on you know so this was an idea of there's all kinds of abilities they can have. They can have abilities that are happening throughout the rounds that you have to deal with and change your, your structured combat. And I do think you're right. It's for those tactical, those people moving minis, those people that are using DTTs and have their characters on there. Does it, does this necessarily matter for those that do all theater of the mind versions? Maybe not because they're not tracking combat that closely. It's just, Oh, there's, Twenty-five Am I close over enough? there. Sure. I fireball. Sure, yeah. you get like ten of them. Whatever. Yeah. You know that game probably still plays as normal. Maybe not even need this book, unless you like the artwork and some of the stuff. But for those, I and I'm one of these people that love tactical maneuvering and, and maps and miniatures and stuff. But I, it's I, kind I of I like love what they're talking about.
0: Like Matt's other books, he's not and really trying to rein- reinvent the real wheel. Sorry, Matt's other books, mm-hmm. like he's trying to just like, how do we make the game better? And even in his video, I think he said that this whole book was inspired because of the uh, Beast Heart class that they created, which is something I still really want to play. And so a lot of these monsters will translate into Beast Heart companions, which I thought was cool. So it's, yeah, and it's kind of like everything's connected. And that's why I'm like, he could could make his own version of 5th edition here shortly if he wanted to. And
1: every book I've gotten from him or every piece of things I bought from them have been quality. And until something comes to me, that's not, I'm just gonna trust what, you know, for me in my money and dollars, I trust that they put out quality work and I'm gonna yeah. like it. Cause so far, everything I bought from them, I did. Their t-shirts I get from them are high quality. They're, you know, the the book, you know, strongholds and followers I love and use in my campaign. I've got no complaints, you know, with yeah. their with their stuff. So I love it. I, I'm a huge Matt Colville fan.
0: Um- Another Kickstarter that I thought was worth note is Money Cook Games started Old Gods of Appalachia RPG, Mm -hmm. which was a podcast that I think that they were associated with, but they turned that idea of storytelling into um, a game. It's kind of like a Cthulhu-esque, eldritch horror type of RPG. I don't really know the mechanics behind it. The art looks cool. Um, It's set in a wild west like kind of a weird west is what it feels like uh i haven't backed it but um indoor adventurer did and he was telling me all about Mm -hmm. it and he's really excited and he's like gonna be uh play testing it and stuff so he said he'd give us some some info on how that's going and that it's it's gonna be kind of cool
1: i am a super fan of justified which obviously takes takes place in a holler which is is the first word you learn about in the appalachian mountains so like, <laughs> i'm this this could be super cool i like cthulhu-esque games i like that's why i like delta green um i like the idea of some of that this kind of came out of nowhere for me though too because i never saw yeah. or, or heard anything so this was just like all of a sudden they're throwing this one out there i'm like oh, okay I, yeah i oh and it's they've interesting. already raised
0: a million dollars holy cow yeah
1: they they hit Uh um, well they good.
0: they wanted fifty thousand, so i'm surprised they hit a million yeah. but because uh, usually, Monty Cook games, well, I shouldn't say from the past that I've seen, they've always been around the like 200, 300K mark. So, yeah, uh, for a yeah. non d d thing, this is pretty big. So,
1: yeah, it seems um, like it. And it seems like Kickstarters are still going pretty strong. I think they're still yeah. getting. Yeah, I know um, there was a lot of people pulling away
0: well. from them because of the uh, NFTs Lags. and stuff and the Bitcoin. Oh, sure. I. It's so hard to get somebody to move their crowd. Like, it's hard to get people to register on Kickstarter, let alone, <laughs> now I need you to register on Itch or I, or all of these others, Indiegogo. I noticed that Dungeon yeah. Crawl Classics tried to do, or they, they have started an Indiegogo campaign. And I was like, man, if you'd done this on Kickstarter, you probably would have made a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or sold a lot more as the idea, but we'll see. So I, I'm curious about this, and I wonder if mm-hmm. it's going to, like, I wonder if it's a cipher system or their own kind of
1: I got to imagine whatever. it's the similar game they played. Their their system works so well with so That's many it. different genres. Like, I can't imagine he reinvented yeah. a dice system for this. But or if be it'll wrong. be
0: like I Invisible be Sun, where it's cipher system adjacent kind of a thing. Yeah, um, there's
1: some yeah. stuff there, but there's also some new stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could see.
0: That. But I don't think it's a straight cipher system thing. I think yeah. it's its own whatever. So, well, they didn't but it mention it in pretty.
1: any of the... The thing. So yeah,
0: I wonder. Uh yeah. So and then I don't know. I was curious. I wanted to drop that in there. Um do you want to talk about Stranger Things? Because I know you love Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> I just threw it in there. Yeah. Vecna's we all saw on Twitter, uh it seemed to be confirmed that the the bad guy for season uh season four of Stranger Things would be Vecna. It is straight up Vecna, which is a Sweet. is a licensed
0: name of the like you can't use yeah. Vecna. That's not that's a that's an original TSR have, creation. Yeah, so. I think
1: they have D&D license because oh, they, they, do, yeah. they use it. But that's
0: my point yeah. is like to say Not that everybody it is Vecna it. is like, <laughs> I'm like I'm very cuz before it was like oh this is the mind flare and we never or the demogorgon and we never mm-hmm. it doesn't look like the actual demogorgon. This is no. a this is an undead lich looking kind of guy. Yeah. And the people are like oh no it's Vecna and I'm like well is that the kids calling it Vecna or is that Vecna, like I need to know the difference. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. I, I do too. Um, so I can't wait till it starts.
0: <laughs> I'm very, very I interested in that. Uh, season three of Stranger Things, I did not like. Oh, God, uh, I loved it, but I don't know. It was okay-ish. but I'm. No, and this is season four, right? Yeah, this yeah, is season
1: four, one. and I think the last. I don't I think, think they were going to do season end. The
0: kids are just five. getting a little too old.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all not kids at 18, this point. 20 yeah. now. <laughs>
0: um. So it'll be cool. I I saw a huge bump on people googling Vecna on my Vecna video, so that was kind of fun. I, bet. I was
1: like, oh, and a lot of people are like, is anyone here because of Stranger Things? <laughs> but you know what? Because they get old, it shouldn't matter. Because we all started D anD D when we were well, a lot of us started D anD D when we were young. Mm-hmm. Then maybe during college or our twenties and thirties, found groups to play in our twenties and thirties. And then when you're forties and fifties, you're still finding groups to play in your forties and fifties. So I could see they could just keep using them they just have to do them as adults you know coming together and um, um and uh, the uh says
0: they in chat that they announced a season five so maybe that's oh, the last one so
1: maybe i didn't realize they were gonna do a five that's awesome um
0: but yeah vecna is it's a that's an interesting one i wonder if there's if that's i wonder if that's like going to be um one of our antagonists from season one, like the evil doctor, but mm-hmm. he's been transformed in the upside <laughs> down the and time. comes back, you know? Oh, that'd and be cool. so Some know, we find true. out that that doctor's name is Jack Vance, but yeah, respelled. it spells Vecna.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that's kind of exciting. There is a, uh, this flew under my radar, but real quick, there's a really cool loth miniature coming out from WizKids. Um, and I saw it on Twitter that uh, it's like a package version of it or something, and it looks like the Magic: The Gathering card that they made. They kind of use that model. Um, so if you need a a really cool fight,
1: you know, for that Drow game you're running, exactly that full Drow campaign that you're running, oh, people this in would chat would be the perfect miniature for that.
0: <laughs> people in chat last week, I think, were saying like, "Yeah, when Jordan runs that patron only Drow game," and I'm like, "That's right. That would be pretty cool." I bet but, I could do it. You uh, could sell some seats. Um it's there's a lot of these where I love the that mini, but then I think about it, I'm like, that's a lot of money for me to use it once.
1: That's true.
0: Let's okay. be honest. Like, how many yeah. times have I brought out the Bahamut Mini? Once. Mm-hmm. How many times have the has the Wait, Orcus How many mini- minis does Ted
1: have? Think about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> how many times has he
0: used those once? But you <laughs> want to go like, does it need to be reusable, or is it yeah. enough that that... that moment where you unveil the lulph mini and people are like whoa you live for that yeah that's probably worth the money in a way and then you have a mantelpiece that you can put out or something if you're Mm -hmm. cool but
1: well videotape it put it on youtube and it's there forever yeah
0: no WizKid stopped sending me minis uh so i i'm not in the know anymore i don't get him for free and they are really expensive so but um it was a it was a bad week for gaming for both of us we didn't play any games i assume
1: no i did Um, not uh tuesday was canceled our wednesday we were gonna do. I hurt my back and
0: i was really high on uh uh muscle relaxants uh to the point where i was like i don't i don't think it would be fun for Mm -hmm. anyone to have me like try to Try to do some kind of like weird game. So we cancelled Invisible Sun, which is sad because now I'm gonna be going into rehearsals, which means I won't actually have time to finish the game. Uh or like one shot. So we got half a one shot. Uh but I hope to. I think I will. I'll try to like I'll keep all those files I'll open. And, back and we'll see if point. we can do it at some point. Or or something else. I don't know.
1: Um but I It'd be nice to go back through the the first part of it and try what does it look like when you do a the first one, part yeah. they talk about, where they yeah. say build the neighborhood, build the piece, build the connections of the characters. That was originally what I that wanted would be to do, interesting too.
0: Um, yeah. To but that was going to be like four to five that's weeks of error. gameplay. Yeah, that's a long and error. that was like a lot of us were just like I can't commit to nah, that. And then I <laughs> I was like, well, I can't commit to that either now. Yeah. So, um, but I had an idea the other day I've, you know, my, my homebrew world of Endegar. I've always been wanting to make it original with the idea that maybe I could put it into a book. And then it's like, Oh, here's my world.
1: So you um, had an original idea is what you're about to tell me. Nobody's ever thought of what you're about to tell me.
0: Oh no, everybody has. Uh, so oh, what I, okay. what, Keep my going. new approach <laughs> is, is to throw that out the window. Like oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to build a, <laughs> I don't want to build a world for other people to necessarily play Embrace in. Embrace the I want, to, I want to build a world for me to play in with my players. There you so go. I, I started going through all of these third-party products that I have bought over the years. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's like, here's a random creepy forest, or here's a castle, mm-hmm. or here's this. You know, these little things? All the things I love. And then I started plugging them into my setting. And I was like, you know, that's what these are for. That's what it's meant to do. And it helps your setting grow, and it's cool, and it's big. Uh, mm-hmm. So now I think that's what I want to do, and it kind of circles back to our cliff adventure that we keep talking about, where that easily could be a Endegar adventure, but it also could be something that anybody could put anywhere, like it doesn't matter, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I I think yeah. I like that style of um, world building more than. Boy, Jordan has to come up with everything and it has to be original and all this other stuff. And I was
1: like, no. What's crazy about that world we keep talking about and everybody in chat are probably like, yeah, 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 you guys yeah, yeah, keep talking yeah. about it. Your world that you're not actually. But when on. it comes up and when my brain clicks back over to it, cause I probably think about it at least once a week, I'll, 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 my brain will go over to it and think again. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're doing this or that. My brain always comes up with these crazy cool visuals. And it makes me excited every time I come back to the idea and that's not the same if I said like dark sun's cool and I'm into it for a week or two and everything's cool but then my brain kind of runs out of cool images to think about dark sun and maybe it doesn't pop back up again but this one that we've talked about several times every time my brain goes to it I can see this crazy what I think it should look like what, what it would be really cool if you could see it in actuality. And then w- the types of games, it just gets me so excited every time I think about it. Hey, I can't think of another world that does that for me. Like, I need you to stop buying motorcycles oh, and put that money towards
0: art. And, that and buy is true. art. <laughs> that is true. Since you know what it looks like in your head, I inspire do. the rest of us. And then we'll I start do. writing for it. It'll be great. And there's our
1: Kickstarter. I do. I should just hire some concept artists.
0: Yeah, stop All putting right. money towards your motorcycle and do that. You sh- uh, <laughs> Jordan, we do not talk bad about the motorcycle. Stop putting money towards uh, your kid. He has yeah. enough toys. He doesn't need an education. He doesn't need toys.
1: more. <laughs>
0: uh, I want to say thank you to Steve and Moa Peach for each donating $5 when they hey. when I said uh, Patreon drow game. And they said, well, we're in. Here's my $5. Here's my $5. Bucks. Here's yeah, my $5. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll see. Uh, that would be fun. Maybe maybe a monthly game I could swing. But. It's not
1: impossible. I have ran people from the show yeah. in my campaign world. So it is a possibility. Oh, no. Up. it's
0: Yeah, it's super possible. Just need to do it. Uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. This was a lot of fun. There was a lot to talk about. Um, we are so thankful you for fast, you. too. You're awesome.
1: Yeah. But next week. I'm thinking more. we'll have a lot to talk about next week. I'm hoping, I hope they don't let us down. Maybe we're building it up too much, but maybe, maybe they're gonna give us a big announcement and they're gonna give us a big schedule and we're gonna have like a that ton would be cool stuff.
0: That would be about. that would be ideal, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much chat. for watching, subscribing. If you're listening on podcast, thank you for sharing this with your Welcome. friend. Uh we are live every Saturday at nine AM Pacific on the YouTubes and the Twitch to talk about all of this. Uh, If you like that, then come check us out live. It's a lot of fun. You can be in chat. A lot of like-minded, cool people chatting back and forth. Um, We'll be back next week, obviously, with another fantastic show. But until then, take care. Take care of each other. And take care of yourself. Okay, bye. Bye.